Throughout the gospel, we hear over and over and over again of, of the Jews and, and the Samaritans and even the Greeks seeking out Jesus. That they come to see him and to see if he's going to perform a miracle. Maybe he'll even perform a miracle for one of their friends or a family member. Or to hear him preach or simply and to be in his presence. Today, of course, this happens again. We have this from, from John chapter 6. Of course, remember last week, Jesus fed the 5,000. And so the crowds saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there anymore. So what did they do? They themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. We too are called to be like the crowds. Now, luckily enough, we don't necessarily have to get into a boat to come and see him. What we have to do, though, of course, is get in our vehicle or our walking shoes or our bike or even a motorcycle, I guess, and come to church. Of course, when we come to Mass, what we're able to do is not only see Jesus, we're able to receive him truly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, in the Eucharist. How beautiful that is. We are so fortunate. So often, by the way, we can think to ourselves, if only, if only I was around, alive, when Jesus was. If I could have been in Jerusalem when he was there. If I could have been in Capernaum. If I could have been at the feeding of the 5,000. Maybe we're a little jealous of those people. But actually, we're more blessed now because they were not able to receive him like we are able to receive him. When we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, we share in his divinity. We eat that, that bread of angels that we hear about in Psalm 78. We eat greater than that, greater than the manna and the desert. We eat, we partake of the body and blood of Christ. And so every single Sunday or Saturday night, I guess, we come to receive him. But I hope that's not the only time that you come to experience Christ. I hope that you have that, that daily prayer. We're able to pray uh, with God. And there's many different places to pray, although I do think the best place to pray is here at St. John the Baptist in the church or a Catholic church. As you know, I, I love to pray all, all over the place. I love to pray in nature. Trust me, if the water's frozen or unfrozen, I love praying by the water. I love praying my rosary in my vehicle. I just love to drive, and when I'm praying my rosary, I don't get quite as upset at my fellow driver, right? But the best place to pray, the most peaceful place, and the most profound place to pray is in the church, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And of course, you can come in this beautiful church and you can pray in front of, of the tabernacle. And it's a beautiful place to pray. But I dare to say even a better place, not dare to say, I will say a better place to pray, is in front of Jesus in the Adoration Chapel. 
Our parish has been fortunate since 1993. We've had adoration here at St. John the Baptist. The first year or so, it was in, it was in the basement, and then we built an adoration uh, chapel, which was completed in December of 1994. And ever since then, even 93, we've had parishioners and, and non-parishioners as well praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament, adoring him. Maybe you've never seen uh, the, the Adoration Chapel, so I just want to give a little visual help here. Now, don't worry, we're not going to break out into adoration, but when you go in the Adoration Chapel and you go in there, what you're going to see is, is the monstrance. Once again, the Eucharist is not uh, in here, but you go in the Adoration Chapel, which, by the way, is right back there, uh, uh, right back in that hallway on the right, You'll go in and you'll see that there's 14 chairs in there and they're all facing the monstrance. And inside the monstrance, usually of course, would be the Eucharist. The Eucharist means, well, you're praying in front of Jesus Christ, truly present. And let's imagine that, let's envision that right now, that you're able to be one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. And he's able to be one-on-one -on -one with you. This by far is the most peaceful and grace-filled place in Excelsior. You're not going to find a better place to pray. Because you'll be praying in front of Christ. Be able to spend that time with him. And he wants to. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to reveal himself to us. And he wants to have this personal relationship with us. But of course, in order for this to happen, we have to spend the time. We have to make it happen. We have to make it a priority. You know, for, for me, and I'm sure for you as well, my, my week is full a lot of times of meetings. Oh, my Wednesday meeting days. Carrie knows all about them, and so does only my staff. I start my meetings about 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, and I go up to about 9 p.m. on Wednesday night. It's meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. But I just want to get them all done in one day, so Thursday morning I can go, whoo, no meetings this morning. All right. And then I can start to write emails. But that's not the only meetings that I have during the week. Some are very official, or they're in my calendar. But I also try to make it a priority every single week to spend time with fellow priests. I find it's very important for me to do that. And so in the summer, almost every single Monday, I go golfing with priests. It's nothing official. Come about Friday or Saturday, I'll start texting a couple of them, and usually by now, we know when the tea time is. By the way, it's 12.08 tomorrow at Stonebrook. That's when I'm teeing off, right? And that's kind of a weekly meeting uh, with, with priests. I also know that every single Sunday, I either better see my mother or call my mother. And if not, I get the wrath of Mama Carlson. This has been going on ever since college. Even if I see her on Saturday night and she comes to the parish gala, if I don't call her on Sunday, I will get a call Monday morning saying, are you alive? You didn't call. So that's a standing meeting 
as well. And these are very important meetings in my life. But the most important meeting happens every single day. And for me, I've, I've made it a kind of a morning meeting. Usually around 6 a.m. in the morning, I'll go into my chapel at the rectory. I'll expose the Blessed Sacrament, and I'll spend about an hour in prayer in front of the Lord and meet with him and him with me. Of course, I have the routine down, right? I make the cup of coffee ahead of time. I let Bogey outside. We both go in the Adoration Chapel. As I've mentioned before, Bogey falls asleep at about 6.02. He starts snoring at 6.03. And I keep on drinking my coffee, trying to, to stay awake. But I just find that this time with the Lord every single day, especially when he's exposed in adoration, is so profound. And it's the most important meeting of my day. I'm very fortunate as a priest. I, I, I can do this, right? I have, I have the time, and, and I make it a, a priority as well. You know, I kind of see the, the, the Lord, my, Jesus, as, as my spouse in that sense. But I also hope that you too can take this time. Imagine how your life would be if you had a weekly meeting with Jesus. How would your faith life be? If every single week you committed to an hour, spending that time with the Lord, not only your faith life, imagine if everyone in the parish committed to an hour with the Lord, that he can reveal himself to you, that you can lay down all of your, your, uh, your troubles and your successes before him. Our parish truly would be transformed. So often people ask me, Father, what, what do you, how do you pray for an hour? What do you do for an hour? Oh, it's different for everyone. There's a couple, you know, basic things you can do. Number one, you know, bring the Bible with you. Read the scriptures. Maybe you can reflect on these Sunday readings coming up. Maybe bring a spiritual book uh, with you. Maybe spend 20 minutes praying, praying a rosary asking for Mary's intercession. Maybe uh, bring some, some headphones with you and, and use your smartphone to your advantage, listening uh, to, you know, maybe uh, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year or maybe some religious uh, music. I know that most Sundays, that's what I do, uh, trying to, to once again just uh, pray a lot of times on Sundays for parishioners, but I'll have uh, some, some contemporary religious music going on uh, as, as well. But I find that the best type of prayer in the Adoration Chapel especially is time spent in silence. We know Psalm 46, verse 2, right? Be still and know that I am God. It was back in the 1800s, uh, St. John Vianney, uh, every single day, would see a simple farmer go and pray. And this farmer, before he went off to the field, uh, would drop off his pitchfork outside the, the door of the church and he'd walk inside and he'd pray. Sometimes for two minutes, sometimes for two hours. And so St. John, then he asked him, he goes, what do you, what do, you do? How do? How do you pray? And this farmer simply stated to him, I look at God 
and God looks at me. I look at God, and God looks at me. How beautiful that is. That we can gaze upon God, and that he can gaze upon us. We truly are blessed that we have this opportunity to pray before the Lord, to adore the Lord, to spend time with him. As mentioned, we've been doing adoration since uh, 1993. We have perpetual adoration, which means that after Mass this morning, uh, I'll expose the Blessed Sacrament, the monstrous move to the Adoration Chapel, and I'll be in there until Saturday night, right around 4.30, when we repose the Blessed Sacrament. So that means you're right. At 3 a.m. in the morning, someone's in the Adoration Chapel praying. At 5 p.m. on a Thursday night, someone's in there praying. At 10 a.m. on a Saturday, we need someone to be in there praying. We have a couple, we have more than a couple open hours. Uh, we brought back adoration about two, three weeks ago. We had to shut it down during the, the pandemic. And right now we have a little over 40 hours that are open that we need people to sign up for. We need, we need your, your help. In particular, by the way, uh, we're really looking for hours being filled on Friday and Saturday. Maybe you can't commit to a Friday or Saturday, but maybe you can commit uh, to a Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. I know that hour is already filled, but you can join that person as well. What I'm asking of you, I'm asking of our parish, is that we all sign up for a weekly meeting with the Lord. It will transform your life. Our relationship with God is our main vocation. Before your husband or wife, before your parent, before I am a priest, I am a son of God, and I need to spend time with him. And so do you. So do all of us to sign up for that weekly uh, meeting. And so as you came in today, hopefully you got uh, that, that form. We ask you just simply to, if you can, to, to fill it out and, and say, okay, this is maybe some hours that I'm interested in that maybe I can sign up for, that I can, I can try to commit to. Well, if you can't make it every week, we, we understand. We hope that eventually we can get two people filled for every single hour. But we can always ask for substitutes. And if you, if you can't make it or the person after you doesn't show up, uh, we've added on to the Adoration Chapel where you simply press a button and it is able to repose by itself. A screen uh, drops down. Not ideal, but it's better to have adoration than no adoration at all. And so I'm asking you please to, to pray and consider uh, scheduling that weekly meeting uh, with, with the Lord. It, it will transform your life. It will, it will change your life. So if you can, you can fill up that form and you can drop it off uh, during the offertory procession, right in the offertory basket, or you can, you can fill it out later and drop it off as well. Or you can find more information on our bulletin and on our website. Uh, and Sarah Magnus or one of our other volunteers will help uh, to get you scheduled uh, for, for that weekly meeting uh, with, with the Lord. You know, at this point, I should be begging, right? I understand that. But I don't think I need to beg too much. I really think that adoration is a gift, and it's a gift to our parish. You know, yesterday morning, I, uh, I showed up in the office, and there was, a, 
there was a Hershey's candy bar, a king-size Hershey's candy bar. It's actually this one right here. If you look closely, half of it's gone, right? Because I was wondering myself, I was thinking, I wonder if that's for me. And if not, it's about to be because it's Saturday morning and no one else is here. But sure enough, just to prove, said Father Carlson. I said, hey, I got myself a king-size Hershey's bar. And I'm really proud of myself. I didn't eat it all yet. That's been an hour, right? But I said, okay, I wonder what, wonder what happened. I wonder what, what I deserve to get a king-size Hershey bar. And so I open up uh, the card. It says, holy guacamole, by the way. I open up. And as you know, it says, you made me so thankful and smiling inside and out. You know, holy guacamole. But this is what the note said. Thanks for allowing adoration once again. Thanks for allowing adoration once again. How beautiful it is that we're able to go and adore the Lord. It's a gift from him. Let's take that gift. Let's use that gift and spend this time with our Lord truly present in the Eucharist.